0: This is History West Midlands.
1: For 1400 years, Worcester, in the English Midlands, has played a unique part in the history of our island and the world beyond. At a vital bridging point over the River Severn and watched over by its beautiful cathedral, Worcester has witnessed the comings and goings of monarchs and regicides, saints and sinners, scholars and charlatans, as well as warriors and composers. In his fascinating new book, Worcester Moments, River, Religion and Royalty, author and historian Andrew Reeks, once a pupil at Worcester's King School, tells this enthralling story through the prism of 20 episodes in the vibrant life of the city and its people. In this programme, Andrew explains how the dissolution of the monasteries at the hands of Henry VIII and Thomas Cromwell had a profound impact on the religious life of the city and the welfare of its residents and led directly to the foundation of the King's School. He talks to the publisher of History West Midlands, Mike Gibbs. Andrew, why did
2: you choose the title Worcester Moments, River, Religion and Royalty for your new book on the history of this fascinating city?
0: I did so because I first of all chose the 20 moments and then found that probably 17 or 18 of them fell into the category of either river, religion or royalty. And I realised that actually those were the common threads running through the stories I was telling, the river because Worcester was a bridging point and a defensive point and a route through from Wales to London, religion because the cathedral was the centre of one of the most important and rich dioceses in England and royalty because quite extraordinarily the city has more royal connections than most places of its size in the country. Ranging from Ethelfleda and Ethelred right the way on to Princess Victoria and George the Sixth, Andrew. Then
2: looking at the religious importance of Worcester, just how economically and spiritually important was the Diocese of Worcester and its cathedral before the dissolution?
0: Well, it was one of the richest and most extensive religious foundations in England, and the benefice was a plum one often being held by Italian favourites of the Pope. One Bishop of Worcester, Pope Clement Seventh, was the Pope who had to face Martin Luther and the Ottoman Turks. He had been Bishop of Worcester in the 1520s. Worcester's prior in the 1520s and 30s, one prior more, was in fact a very rich country gentleman, and he acted as if he were a prince in his area of the West Midlands, and he was guardian of Princess Mary for some extensive time in the 1520s. She stayed in his lands at Kroll and Grimley with him. He owned something like 27 manors in total, and so this was a very rich priory indeed.
2: And it was economics, I think, as much as anything else, that drove Henry VIII and his agent, Thomas Cromwell, to want to dissolve the monasteries. So Worcester must have been a
0: prime target. Worcester wasn't a prime target at first, and the dissolution of the monasteries wasn't a single act or a single policy. It developed over something like 15 years, Thomas Cromwell, his secretary, the man who in the end would mastermind the dissolution, had first of all been a servant for Cardinal Wolsey and had, in that position, helped dissolve a number of small houses in order to fund Cardinal College, now Christchurch College, Oxford, on Wolsey's behalf. Then in the early 1530s, Cromwell and the King determined to take over some of the smaller monasteries, there was a visitation of the smaller monasteries and their sexual misbehaviors were used as an excuse to dissolve them. Then, around 1536, there was a rebellion against the break with Rome in the north of England, the Pilgrimage of Grace, led by a number of abbots. And that was the moment that Henry decided that actually the monasteries were, if you like, little cells Of papal enthusiasts left in the country after the break with Rome, and he felt he had to remove them. In addition to that, he needed money for war. He was determined to fight France, and here was a group of wealthy institutions which together owned probably 25% of the country's wealth. It was very tempting indeed. Worcester was one of the richest of all those dioceses, and therefore gradually it came into focus.
2: And when it came into focus, how did the actual dissolution itself in Worcester happen?
0: Well, one of the techniques that Cromwell developed was to persuade people to denounce abbots and priors in the country so that by those denunciations, almost Stalinist denunciations the prior or abbot felt so embarrassed that he would resign his position. And this is exactly what happened at Worcester. John Mussard, a servant, had stolen some plate at the Priory of Worcester and had been sacked by Prior Moore. Mussard then denounced Prior Moore, saying that he had sheltered a man who had enthusiastically endorsed Catherine of Aragon, who had now been divorced, and the Church of Rome. And Priamore, therefore, in protecting this evil fellow, was in fact himself supporting the old religion. And what happened then in terms of the actual breakup of the wealth of Worcester? Well, first of all, Priamore had to be persuaded to step down, and he did, and he was allowed to retire to one of the manors, the manor at Kroll. But after that, someone was put in a stool pigeon who promptly handed over the whole priory to the king and to the secretary. At that point, the manors were sold off, many of them, to local country gentlemen, and the cathedral church had the elements which were monastic, many of them, broken up and ruined, the gueston, the daughter. You can still see the remains today. Parts of it, however, were allowed to survive. The College Hall, for example, was the old refectory of the monastery. But the really important thing was what was to happen to the cathedral itself, the Priory Church of St Mary, and what was to happen to its particular local assets. And that question was to be resolved after much agonising by the king in 1539. What did he decide? What he decided, after much persuasion, partly from the Bishop of Worcester, Hugh Latimer, and partly from the House of Commons, which was very agitated about the break-up of the monasteries, was to create a number of secular cathedrals, of which Worcester was one, one of eight around the country, and a number of king's schools, schools which would educate the poor and thus do some of the work that the monasteries, which were now dissolved, had done. Do we know what the reaction of the local population was? Well, there are no opinion polls to tell us. But what is clear is that the local population took advantage of the opportunities that this dissolution created. For example, in Worcester, there were a number of other religious foundations for example, the Black Friars and the Grey Friars. And you find that in the middle of the 16th century, those lands, those houses had been taken over by locals, were in fact being used for part of the cloth industry for which Worcester was famous at the time. And in addition to that, the locals took advantage of the new King School and it became very rapidly a very successful institution with, by the end of the century, over 150 pupils. So the
2: dissolution, which we often look at very simplistically as being a bad thing, you would say in Worcester certainly had some positives
0: to it. It very definitely had some positives. On the other hand, of course, overall and in the country at large, it was one of the most destructive events in British history. The ruination of wonderful architecture and, in a sense, a confiscation on a scale which has never been seen before or since. In addition to that, you could argue that the destruction of so much help for the poor, for the ill and sick, that the monasteries had looked after in the country at large, was not replaced immediately at all. In other words, there was a social ruction or upheaval which took years to rectify. And we still see the
2: benefits, though, today in the King's School and other institutions and the survival of the cathedral despite all of this.
0: Yes, Worcester itself benefited to an extent, though even then, you know, Henry VIII's munificence was not what it appeared. He didn't hand over all the endowments that he should have done to fund the poor scholars There were supposed to be 40 free places. In fact, enough to fund about six or seven was handed over in the end. So what he gave with one hand, he took back with another. And so thus, yes, the institution of the King's School was a great thing and the foundation of a secular cathedral was a great thing, but the church was much impoverished still. And in the subsequent history of Worcester, how would you mark this moment? Well, it is important because not only is it the destruction of the cathedral priory and its social welfare arm, but it's also the destruction of the other religious houses as well. So it was a damaging event. But the cathedral sailed serenely on as a secular institution in the sense that it had priests now, not monks, conducting its services. And it retained its importance as the most important diocese in the West Midlands. It had within its diocese, for example, Birmingham and running right the way down to Wales and running right the way in the other direction beyond Coventry. It was a very substantial institution. The cathedral was allowed to survive and survives still and has become one of the great iconic landmarks in English history. Cricket lovers today look from New Road at the cathedral rising up on the other side of the Seven, as one of the most spectacular images in world cricket. And I think we can
2: say if we look at the front cover of your book we see that wonderful cathedral beautifully presented in the late evening light. Andrew, thank you very much indeed.
1: You can find further fascinating podcasts with Andrew Reeks about the strategic importance of Worcester at the time of the English Civil War and the city's notorious part in the UK's electoral history on our website, www.historywm.com. Andrew's book... Worcester Moments, River Religion and Royalty is available to order now from the History West Midlands website or on Amazon.